ഓമ ജ്ഞാനഞ്ജനശലാഖയ So how are you? Are you sure? More important than question than how are you is who are you? If we say how are you, we usually say yes, I'm all right. But this we generally say in reference to the body. Actually, the body is never all right. By the very nature of the body, it's always all wrong. We may think we are healthy, but we're only going to live in this body for a short time. So it's more important to understand who we are. We're always thinking how to be healthy, how to maintain the body in good health. But however healthy you maintain the body, So the first thing we should understand in spiritual life is that we are not the body. And that we get many bodies. How many bodies have you had? Does anybody know how many bodies have you had? Hmm? 84 lakhs only. But you may have been around the cycle many times. When someone is born, they make an astrological calculation. How long will he live? What will be the activities? We take this body very seriously. If someone during his life performs many notable activities, And at the time of death, they may put his picture in the newspaper. They may even write a book about him. But even if they write a big book about him, it doesn't save him from entering another body. We're taking this life very serious. But very soon we will die. Just like if I ask someone, how old are you? How old are you, Bhakti Kanan? So if someone, Bhakti Kanan is 23 years old. That means he's 23 years closer to death than when he was born. 23 years dead. All those moments that have been passed, of God. You cannot bring them back. There was one uh, long time ago, Prabhupada wrote something in his early Back to Godhead magazine. I think it was the 65th birthday of Mahatma Gandhi, something like this. And George Bernard Shaw, the at that time famous, I guess he's still famous, Irish poet, said that we could only wish that, he, that we could make him 50 years younger. It was not his 65th birthday, but his, he was much younger. That we could subtract 25 years from his age. Uh, Prabhupada wrote that we heartily join in the congratulations of Mahatma Gandhi. We, we heartily join in the congratulations of Mahatma Gandhi. And we also wish that we could subtract 25 years from his life. From his age, from his age. But it's not possible. At every moment we're dying, no one gets younger. So we should understand who we are. Who are you? What is the answer? The answer is given here by Lord Sri Krishna. That we are all... Eternally so. Just as we are living in this body now, we have lived in many bodies in the past. Not all human bodies. Here it is stated that there are even bodies within the fire. There are even living beings within the sun. This goes or contradicts modern scientific belief. But that modern scientific belief, but that modern scientific... You see, you said Vishayam, but that's a different word. It's only belief, it's not a fact. According to modern scientific belief, There cannot be living entities in the sun. But it's only a belief. They haven't been there. And even if you went there, or even if you sent some Hubble-Bubble telescope there, that doesn't mean that you could see the living beings. According to the Shastra, the living beings on the sun planet have bodies of, composed mostly of fire. So you, wouldn't be, you might not be able to see them even if you went there. In other words, there are many things stated in Shastra which we might not be able to ascertain by modern science. The most important thing is that the nature of the soul, because the soul can't be measured by any material means. Here it is stated that the soul is unbreakable, unburnable, insoluble, undryable, so many things. Similarly, the soul cannot be seen by any material means. Even if you got the best microscope, you wouldn't be able to see the soul. In Shastra, it's stated that the soul is one ten-thousandth size the tip of the hair. But even if you got a, of course, if you say the tip of the hair, that's, what is the size of that? 
But even if you've got such a microscope that you could see such a small thing, still you're going to be able to see the soul. Because the soul is not to be seen by any material means. But to understand the soul, you have to see through Shastra. Shastra is the means to see that which cannot be seen by any material means. Here Prabhupada writes that uh, there is no doubt that living entities are all over God's creation. Now how can there be no doubt? We have not been all over, at least not in this body. But we can take it to be without a doubt because it is stated by Krishna. So that is the ultimate authority. If Krishna says, that is the fact. Previously that was accepted in India at least. But if there was discussion or uh, on any point, any disagreement, then the different parties would have to cite Shastra to prove their point. If there was any disagreement on any point, the different parties on any point of philosophy, then the different parties would have to cite Shastra to verify their point. We see that there are deep philosophical differences within the different Sampradayas so, in India. Uh, Basically, there is the party of Advaitavadi and Dvaitavadi. Advaitavadi say that all the all existence is simply ultimately of one substance. And Dvaitavadi recognizes the differences and recognizes the supremacy of the personality of Godhead. Huh? Atma? The, the, the supremacy of the supreme of the personality of Godhead, you said that? The Dvaitavadi party, they accept the differences and the supremacy of the personality of Godhead. You should listen to what I say, not just speak. But both of them, in establishing their position, they only quote Shastra. Mm. They accepted that Shastra is given by the Shastra is coming from the Supreme, and that therefore it is beyond all mistakes. At the present time, science, science is accepted as an authority. Throughout the world, science is accepted as the most important authority for ascertaining knowledge. But science has its limits. Knowledge that is collected by science is subject to the four defects of conditioned souls. Mm-hmm. Knowledge which is ascertained through science is subject to the four defects of conditioned soul, which are mentioned in Shastra as Brahm Pramad, Vipralipsa, Karana Patav. That every conditioned soul has the tendency to make mistakes. Everyone is illusioned. We have the tendency to cheat others. And we have imperfect senses. Therefore, we cannot possibly understand anything perfectly through our senses. Now, even if you get the best machines, the best microscopes, the best telescopes, Still, you have imperfect senses. And even if you get highly intelligent people like Einstein, still they're subject to illusion. Therefore, Shastra has to be accepted as giving knowledge, infallible knowledge. Even if you want to uh, take the authority of Shastra for gaining mundane knowledge, that you can also do. Generally, people think that knowledge in Shastra is not very scientific or practical. But Shastra also gives knowledge of material subjects. For instance, in medical science, there is the knowledge of Ayurveda, which teaches how to remain healthy, as healthy as you can do in this material world, because everyone has to get sick, everyone has to die. But it's not that the uh, perpetrators of Vedic knowledge were without medical science. It's not that the, uh, the followers of Vedic knowledge were without medical science. Now, modern science has so-called discovered the atom, but we have the very word atom in the Sanskrit language of the Vedas. The very same concept is there. Paramanu, the smallest thing. What the modern scientists have discovered, first they thought they discovered the atom. The, the meaning of the word atom is the same as the word Paramanu, which means the smallest thing. And then they discovered that actually it's not the smallest thing. But even smaller than, the, according to Vedic knowledge, even smaller than the atom is the soul which enters within the atom. So the atom is understood, the Paramanu is understood to be the smallest material thing, but even finer than that is the soul. Now we may say that all right, even if we accept Vedas as being perfect knowledge, 
But we ourselves have imperfect senses, then how are we to understand? Therefore, the Vedic knowledge has to be understood from those who do not have imperfect senses. Vedic knowledge has to be understood through the succession of Acharyas, who, like the Vedas, are not subject to these four defects. Now, we may say that, well, even the Acharyas, they also get sick. They also, you may also say they have imperfect senses, inasmuch as they can't see everything. They may also make mistakes. But in terms of spiritual understanding, the Acharyas, they don't make mistakes. They don't have imperfect senses. To say that uh, an Acharya has not got imperfect senses doesn't mean he has unlimited senses as Bhagavan does. But rather, he understands the universe as Bhagavan understands it. And therefore, is competent to present the Vedic knowledge as Bhagavan did originally. In, in presenting the Vedas. To say that an Acharya understands the universe as Bhagavan does, doesn't mean that he is Bhagavan. Bhagavan understands the universe that he is the master of it. And an Acharya understands the universe as being the servant of Bhagavan, and that all the living beings within the universe are servants of Bhagavan. That is the proper conclusion. That we are all spirit souls, and we are servants of this Supreme Spirit Soul. We see so many people coming here to Tirupati and Tirumala to take Darshan, because the Supreme Lord is here in his deity form. The real meaning of taking Darshan is not simply to come to us for some benediction, but to reaffirm oneself in one's position as the servant of the Supreme Lord, and to pray for the Lord to be situated in that service. Therefore, traditionally, when people came to temples, they didn't only take Darshan, but they would hear, take some knowledge from the priests there. The Archakas in the temple, the priests, they are serving the Lord, they're supposed to be very dear to the Lord, and they are trained in how to serve the Lord. One of the important services they have to do is to teach those who come to take darshan of the Lord what is the relationship of the Supreme Lord with the Spirit Soul. So your darshan of the Supreme Lord will be complete if you make some progress in understanding the tattva darshan, the philosophy of the absolute truth. So don't just see the Lord, you have to see by hearing also. Seeing by hearing is ultimately more important than simply seeing with the eyes. Because if we hear about Krishna or the philosophy spoken by Krishna, then we can begin to understand Krishna. Otherwise, if we only see, we don't understand, then we may have so many misunderstandings. Therefore, at least in this temple, daily the classes of understanding the absolute truth are going on so that you can hear about Krishna and the message spoken by Krishna and throughout this holy land where so many people are coming to visit the books of knowledge of Krishna are being distributed so many people are coming here uh, taking short break from their basically materialistic lives and then they go back again to their lives which are centered around making and spending money. But if you take one of these books and start to follow those instructions in your life, then even after going back from this holy land and taking darshan here, you can continue to understand the science of the soul as described here in Bhagavad Gita. Hare Krishna. Is there any question? Want to translate a shloka from the song book? Is there some question? Yeah, I have. Why don't you leave that for the morning? Because the that, when there's yeah. Okay. Yeah. explanation, then you bring Chaitanya Charitamrita. That is the meaning of Krishna consciousness. Krishna consciousness. You want to translate that in Telugu? <coughs> Krishna consciousness means to be conscious of Krishna. Yes, what is Krishna? What is Krishna? Consciousness? What is? He's asking about what the Telugu translation Krishna Chaitanya. In Telugu, we translate Krishna consciousness as Krishna Chaitanya. 
Is he getting confused over Sri Krishna Chaitanya or what? What, is, what does it mean to be conscious of Krishna? That means manmana bhavamad bhakto madhyaji mahangamaskaru. To always think of Krishna, he is devotee, worship him, bow down to him. Smartavya satitang vishnu, vishmartavya najatuche. To always think of Krishna and never forget him. To always think of Krishna and never forget him. You look confused. Is it difficult to understand? You're wondering how it's possible? Hmm? Whatever it is, think of Krishna. You have to be conscious of something, so be conscious of Krishna. If you like, you can do a complex analysis of what consciousness is, or you can just start to think about Krishna. It's more important to be a devotee of Krishna than a psychology professor. Instead of spending your whole life wondering what consciousness means, better you start to purify the consciousness by chanting Hare Krishna. You chant Hare Krishna? Okay, good. Now don't get too worried about don't get confused by different abstrusities. Yes, Abstrusity means uh, sukshma vishaya. Chant Hare Krishna and be happy. If you want to understand more about the science of consciousness and the mind, that's also described. You can study in Srimad Bhagavatam. Of course, at the rate it's being translated in Telugu, you might have to wait a few births to get it. So better you chant Hare Krishna and go back to Godhead. Any other question? Hmm? Why, well, you have a protest? Are you envious of Krishna? You don't like you don't like Krishna being supreme? Which gods? Uh, who said? Do you believe in Bhagavad Gita? So in Bhagavad Gita Krishna says, Mataparataram Nanyat Kinchedasti. There is nothing superior to me. Krishna says, Aham Sarvasya Prabhavo, Matasarvam Prabhatati. From me everything comes. Krishna says <coughs> Those who surrender to other gods, they are Kritagyana means spoiled intelligence, spoiled knowledge. So there are some people who preach that all the gods are the same, but Krishna doesn't say that in Bhagavad Gita. Have you read Bhagavad Gita? Are you a Hindu? You should read Bhagavad Gita. You should read Bhagavad Gita as it is. You know that book? You have it in your home? So you should read it and you'll know the answer. Are you visiting Tirupati now? Are you visiting Tirupati? Are you... You live here. All right. So you should know better than anyone who is Krishna. No. The answer is no. No. Krishna is supreme. You read this Bhagavad Gita as it is, then it will become very clear. You have so much education, but you didn't study the most important book. Would you like to read this book? Will you read it? Okay. So you said you said in the temple. So now you have to do it. You should read this Bhagavad Gita as it is, with all the purpose. All right. It's a very good question you have asked. So to understand properly, you must read this whole book. Any other question? Again, you have the problem because you didn't study Bhagavad Gita as it is. Gita Krishna says, Bhakti I can be understood by Bhakti, the process of devotional service. At the end of Gita, Krishna says to Arjuna, I will teach you the topmost instruction. He says, now I will teach you the topmost instruction. Always think of me, become my devotee, worship me and bow down to me. This is the topmost. Even if you can perform some kind of yoga by which you can astrally travel out through space, it's not as much as saying Hare Krishna with devotion to Krishna. Even without so, devotion. What to speak of worshipping the demigods, you can become a demigod. So, Krishna is one of the avatars of the Krishna is one of the avatars of the Krishna is one of the avatars of the Krishna. Why you are worshipping Krishna? You have to worship actually Vishnu. 
Krishna is, if you take Krishna as an avatar, then why do you think he's not Vishnu? Means only for now, some of them. Otherwise, the Bhagavad 